Man, Clay was about to catch hands through the television screen this episode, man. Just, whoo. By the end of episode eight, I wanted to punch him in the fucking throat. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of 13 Reasons Why. Well, another two episodes, seven and eight. We'll start with episode seven, The Third Polaroid. This one was written by Brian Yorkie, directed by Michael, does that say Norris or Morris? Morris, who worked on Brothers and Sisters and The Slap. If you've never watched The Slap on NBC, there's actually a BBC version as well. Both are extremely good and I suggest that you watch them. I believe the one is on Hulu, the NBC version. I gave this episode a 9.4 out of 10. I enjoyed both of these episodes a lot. I mean, the drama was coming in waves. <laughs> Despite me wanting to wring Clay's neck, shit was definitely popping off. And this is what I have been living for. Give me that 90210 type of drama. Although some of the scenes are ridiculously unrealistic. And when I see them, I'm going to call them out and drag them through filth. Because that's exactly what needs to happen. Mimi also messaged me and she very kindly put me in my place about <laughs> referencing how people detox and I referenced a movie because I've never actually seen anyone detox and she has in real life and told me that it is basically a shame what they're doing. It's not even close and that they trash for even trying to portray that this terrible thing like detoxing would go as prettily as they're making it seem on this television show so yeah they deserve they deserve to be dragged for that as well and i can understand if they were thinking oh only 13 14 old people are going to see this no this is not for 13 and 14 year olds absolutely not nope nope well maybe I guess if your 13 or 14 year old was mature enough to be able to digest the content, but most of them be like, mommy, why are these people doing stuff like that? Cause I would never, (laughs) I totally see that being my daughter. Like these people are breathing. I don't understand what's happening right now. (laughs) It's so true. Let's jump into the recap. The whole animation of Clay and Hannah pondering the universe. Nope. Okay, I've seen that done 10 times better in Euphoria, so nice try. And yes, I know this came out before Euphoria, and I'm glad they decided to take a scene like this and go, let's do this a much better way. (laughs) It's Clay and Hannah too, so I'm never ever invested in any of their scenes together. However, Clay is getting increasingly depressed and mentally angst. He keeps calling Sky. I know when her phone rings, she has to think. An idiot is attempting to reach you on your cellular device. But apparently that was just me projecting because her phone was off and she never got his messages. (laughs) Or maybe she would have picked up. But I felt as someone who is told to allow her to heal, give her some respect, him calling every day about all of his issues is a boundary issue in my opinion. But clearly all of the children in this show, at least a great deal of them, have boundary issues because when he goes down to the kitchen for breakfast, 
Justin declares the pancakes fucking amazing and I would never allow my child to curse in front of me I don't care how old they are and they let their children curse just vicariously as if that is okay it's not I don't curse in front of my mom to this day and I'm 37 years old it's a respect thing it's not to say one haven't slipped out every once in a while but I don't make it casual conversation like when I was cursing out the neighbor and she happened to be around well that wasn't me cursing in a casual conversation that was me getting really upset and I wasn't thinking clearly dad is talking or taking to clay to court as mother is a conflict of interest and this dude is being jealous calling Justin an alternate version of clay because they fed him breakfast why you being a dickhead fool stop being a dickhead so clay does know that Justin's parent is a junkie doesn't care about them and that he doesn't have a why didn't occur to his selfish ass that this boy has never had people who give a fuck about him he probably never had breakfast to go to school in the morning those things he takes for granted that justin himself has never had like you don't want to spend time with your parents but he would love to sit and watch movies with an adult figure that might care and have a conversations with him those are things he would of course enjoy and instead of you acting like a spiteful spoiled brat you have some empathy for the fact that he's not a kid that grew up loved it's alex's birthday and his mom comes in to wake him up after a brief scare on her part when he doesn't respond immediately she gives him some balloons and then he says well maybe we shouldn't do the party but she's like oh we put all this effort into it we already sent out the invites and he agrees to go and she offers him some hemp milk tony meets up with his ridiculously older chocolate latte bringing him a latte and i must say that kiss was drier than a wheat cracker as he tells him i like you a lot i'm not trying to like be all up on you yeah maybe because you're a fucking high schooler and i'm a grown-ass man and tony probes about the missing eye guy who is apparently going through ptsd due to the attack that happened to him and shows up for classes once in a while jess meets alex and zach in the hallway they've made a banner for his birthday and clay helped bryce comes to antagonize um alex and tease him and alex loses his shit saying fuck you you fucking rapist i'm telling y'all right now alex is like my favorite character followed probably by jessica i like justin despite how horrible and the horrible things he's done i do think that he has paid himself back in full i don't even think we got the full story about justin because he's really going through some shit and he does seem committed to trying to do the right thing after the fact but trying to do the right thing versus someone like bryce who's pretending like he could just casually walk up to the girl he molested and start messing with the friend that's not his friend anymore as if that's okay and joke about his suicide even bryce's friend looked back though when he said fuck you you fucking racist rapist in front of everybody (laughs) he said he shook his head like no 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 this is not like no but alex was like i don't give a fuck it was delicious i don't know what song that is but i love it feels good 
hit song. Top the charts, I think. Ho And rightfully gets up in Zach's grill for still associating with the prick, but forgets how traumatizing in public that display was for Jessica, who rushes off and he says he's sorry. Tyler and Mackenzie agree to have a date in the dark room. Clay testifies for the prosecution, and I played Candy Crush throughout all of them damn flashbacks. I did not care whatsoever about her and Clay at the movie theater. That was the friendship she kind of, sort of, I don't know. I I don't trust Hannah. <laughs> I don't trust Hannah. I don't trust any of the, like Andy Baker came out and was the only one that said, maybe I'm trashing this and I have to own that. But man, Olivia Baker can kick rocks. Just saying. Because she is definitely constantly conniving. And can Kate Walsh try, just try different looks as a grieving parent? It does not have to seem as if you woke up crying every day. And as someone who has, and I'm not saying a a child might not be different, but I've also watched my grandmother who lost her children. Actually, she's lost two in this year. And I'm not saying everyone reacts the same, but this constant look that she's trying to portray, like she's always at the verge of collapsing and in tears, that is not... Okay, like if you are trying to get justice for your child, you are more indignant. Like you, like versus, I feel as if she is putting it on for the audience sake. And I'm not just talking about the cameras. It makes the character of Olivia Baker seems as if she is nothing more than a stage mom. And this is all narcissistically about her. Going back to Marcus at the school who runs and tells Bryce after he gets the blackmail video of him in the clubhouse with a stripper. He tells Bryce that you need to make this go away because what happens in the clubhouse is supposed to stay in the clubhouse. But Bryce tells him one, why you fucking keep doing this shit here at the school and I can't do anything about this. I can't be associated with some stripper or the clubhouse and my ass is not in that video ain't nobody seeing me despite the fact that Marcus says you were there Marcus also says I did you a favor and Bryce said well the thing about favors is one has to ask I didn't tell you to bring my name up in court you did that all by yourself and that's exactly what Marcus gets Clay gets destroyed by the defense when he looks like he too was a bully which he was and admits so and also that He not only got suspended for marijuana, he went to Bryce's house looking for marijuana and he happened to spend the night with Hannah, not as a boyfriend, as a friend, doing drugs. (laughs) So he just looks like a whole ass problem child that, yeah, was in love with Hannah Baker. And even when the mom said it at the funeral, like, I think he was in love with her. It wasn't as if, oh, that's so sweet. He was like, oh, this boy as if he was beneath his her daughter i don't know i felt some kind of way about the way she delivered that line but i'm inclined to be biased as well i have to admit that at the pep rally bryce plays the loving boyfriend giving chloe flowers at the event marcus is dressed in a cheerleader outfit but is met with applause so tyler is disappointed by this and wants to up the stakes talking to cyrus Clay and dad get Starbucks and he starts off good saying there's nothing you could do that me and your mom won't love you then says why don't 
kids tell their parents things nowadays is it because you will get punished no one is punished anymore excuse me bitch well that's half the damn problem y'all need to start punishing these things you need to put rules in place and y'all don't have any rules in place and i'm really surprised that the dad is being the one to put his foot down because all season one he was a ghost like casper the friendly and he had nothing to say ever it was downplaying everything the mother was saying but this season they seem to have flipped sides and she's the one that's trying to get involved in high school drama and he's the one like we need to fucking actually control this situation and our child because this is out of control it's one thing to do a little pot it's another thing to be doing all types of drugs on multiple occasions he going out to these parties we don't know a lot about what's happening in our child's life so there there's that clay says that they'll understand parents and that's why they don't tell him anything and i thought that was a dumb excuse and then there's a flash to the night with hannah where she mentions killing herself I, this all was just hannah let me tell y'all about the the boy who cried wolf okay the boy who cried wolf is the story to be told for a reason it's a cautionary one basically if you run around telling people enough things at the time that you might be serious no one's going to believe you and unfortunately hannah baker said she wanted to kill herself as if it was a drinking game she had serious attention seeking uh behaviors and that needs to be addressed in the courtroom and i think this the defense is doing a good job of showcasing that like she is her mother's daughter and the apple really didn't fall far from the tree i'm not saying that excuses what happened to her that she deserved to be bullied or that she definitely didn't deserve to be molested several times however hannah did things that did not was not in the best interest for hannah and her mother and her father if they had been less preoccupied with their life should have seen it but it's also if it was something the mother picked up on would probably have exasperated in a way because it's always them it's never her daughter and i have a feeling that there's gonna be something else that's gonna be a bombshell in this case and it's gonna come out about hannah i don't know what (laughs) i can't even possibly surmise what it could be but i don't feel as if hannah has a halo around her i think that she came to liberty high and she was trying to do a fresh start and there's a reason why they moved to this town I, i don't know i just feel as if there's something underlying about her especially the way she handled marcus the next day it's not as like she was defenseless and didn't know how to take care of herself then she dated zach then she went to the clubhouse I just, then the, the night of the party when Bryce is like hey Hannah and she's like what's up if she'd been to the clubhouse beforehand before that party what that's why I'm thinking there has to be something that comes out around that because that was like a month before <laughs> so if you went to that clubhouse and we know what's happening at the clubhouse because the third Polaroid comes out and this is clearly the place that they're looking for where a lot of not so great things have happened on the school grounds and maybe just maybe (laughs) the the baseball coach knew about it or at least gave them keys to that room i don't know but yeah i just i have a feeling she's not so innocent it doesn't mean oh you deserved what happened to you but 
it's kind of like a cautionary tale you don't go out on a dark night <laughs> when there's a murderer on the prowl or you don't put yourself in positions that are where you're extremely vulnerable and that is something to be said whether things happen or not happen you don't put yourself out there to be vulnerable that's not victim blaming that's common fucking sense right i'm not gonna go walk down at three o'clock in the morning in a darkly lit alley that's stupid because i'm asking for something bad to happen so i do feel as if hannah put herself in positions that did not guarantee a great outcome because she chose to disregard some part of her psyche that was saying these aren't good people i'm starting to think she might have wanted to be part of the not good people crowd because those are the people she seemed to have wanted to be on their side but if that's my thing if these people are not good why the fuck would i want to hang out with them she wanted to hang out with them and i can't reconcile that other than to say she herself wanted to be a mean girl it definitely felt as if she had mean girl behaviors it's not to say that she wasn't someone deep down that may have good tendencies as well i am digressing so back to the baseball team they play tribute to jeff atkins but zach is being slightly dragging of bryce saying he was a better captain looked out for his people we all miss him this is the reason probably why zach got on the team in the first place clay does show up at the pep rally and is still calling sky with his hannah trial diary and then here he goes projecting thinking he could some or basically he's not doing a really great job of not blaming himself and everyone else around him for what happened to hannah and he does not i think maybe the end of the eighth episode he finally comes to some conclusion like hannah you kind of have fought in this too sherry speaks to clay about the fact that jeff's party was brought up at court how did anyone know about that and then when he blames her and i need him to stop blaming her for everything that goes wrong in his life too like i feel like you're really taking out a great because you happen to like her for two seconds you was kissing on her and you was supposed to be in love with hannah and now you, she's to blame every time y'all have an interaction fuck you and then she tells him that maybe you should look closer to home because your mom was asking me about some text she found saying it was for quote-unquote a case and then he talking about you lied to me motherfucker you a child i don't have to tell you the damn truth my life and my business and my work is not yours why don't you try to get out of my damn uh but she need a better password i think i said that but you shouldn't be on my work computer looking at shit that's the point that he don't get he be acting like he justified tyler is up to no good at the baker store getting something i don't know camp i don't know what he's doing he runs into alex and his dad who invite him to his birthday party jessica was supposed to invite him but she didn't because he's a pervert and he's really made no apology to the people he has violated so i mean i kind of (laughs) get what they were saying but it's further isolating tyler even though alex wanted him to be there but yeah tyler still has a lot to he was a stalker and he didn't go get no help he didn't get no program um he didn't make really any true apology he's just more like well everyone else is bullying me at least i paid for it because people were being mean to me okay but you don't acknowledge the fact that you have a problem and neither does anyone else and that's why while i get it you was turned away at the birthday party 
that's valid dude olivia baker is a karen and i hate it completely using at her child's gravestone their shared grief to try to get physical with her husband trying to pull him in i'm telling you right now that girl got knocked up with hannah just to make sure they was getting married she is so trash and like i said she andy is blaming clay for his daughter's bad choices and Olivia is like oh it's nothing worse than what we used to do and oh yeah i used to say i didn't want to live i was saying it over the years so i don't know maybe hannah got that same idea from her mother to start continuing to say that when she needs attention or people to come and comfort her that's a behavior she learned and the way she's using the emotional trauma to get her husband back is just wow just awful and then they kiss and then he says let's go to dinner and she's all like okay but then they get to dinner and he played the shit out of her saying we need to move i need to move on let's get this divorce done before the trial and i was like damn that's what you get jessica goes shopping with nina and her boyfriend but has a panic attack in the dressing room she tries to duel with Winona Ryder and gets busted. She hands over the dress. She's clearly distressed, though. I felt like the clerk should have been like, um, okay, are you okay? <laughs> I get you once you got the dress back in your uh, possession. That's the first, first thing. Like, make sure you're not a thief. But then the next question would have been like, are you okay? And then Nina tells her boyfriend to go get them some gelato. And she says, wait she says i was triggered by something and then nina says that my boyfriend does not know that they met a group and not at school because she says her rape doesn't define her and you can tell jessica kind of felt some way about that but i'm not quite sure what way she felt about it olivia gets played and deserves it i think i already said that jeff wasn't so squeaky clean it turns out neither was sherry or alex as they all are in his basement doing this drug party thing with clay hannah and who else was there i couldn't remember the third person because they said three newbies and maybe it was zach i'm not sure at the birthday party zach and clay tell alex's brother he's doing better but i'm wondering why his party is at chuck e cheese they couldn't do an adult only center (laughs) this was like for real maybe david busters but it didn't even seem like david busters it seemed like chuck e cheese alex tries to apologize to jessica and offering a teddy bear she says she doesn't want to talk about it tyler is kicked out although alex if he really wanted him to stay could have spoken up sooner because it's not like he didn't see when he came in um clay tries to get on his soapbox with all of them like all y'all fucking and i couldn't even believe when he said jessica you failed her too little tape around his body to back the fuck off i don't understand why she didn't even curse him out in that moment because she was like i did my best and then he goes tell zach well you made her out to be a slut i'm sorry we were in a committed relationship she's not a slut we had a relationship she didn't want you you need to get the fuck off of it (laughs) and then they was like well you was the worst one of all she told you to your face that she wanted to kill herself and you ain't done shit so shut the fuck up 
Then they're all depressed at the table. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. Alice is like, this is the saddest birthday ever. <laughs> the parents and the brother don't know what's going on because ain't nobody saying anything. Zach gets a call from his mom that tells him that he is supposed to come home and watch his sister May. He says he's out with the boys and Alex is like, I need you to stop being ashamed to be friends with me because I don't really understand why you're uh, needing to hide from Bryce and hide the fact that you're not hiding or hanging with Bryce with your mother. You're a complicated fucking I don't understand. And Zach is like, I need to go. <laughs> and he leaves. I think Alex has a little crush on Zach and it doesn't seem as if Zach cares. And I think it's rather adorable. So after he tells Zach to fuck off, he goes to play a very violent gun game. And father is intervening in that because he does not want him to be triggered in any way. And then he falls, they fight. He yells that he is broken and that he'll never be fixed. He'll never be right again. Because the doctors basically told him that there's a slim chance you could get better but it's kind of in the gray area and he tells them would it be better if i had finished basically the fucking job if only i had aimed better and that's when jessica loses her shit rightfully and tells him that he's an asshole that he shouldn't even try to kill himself because she needed him the most after hannah he was the only person that understood and i was like oh did he know because he keeps saying there's something he needs to remember so what did they have this discussion before and she doesn't want to remind him and that everyone here loves him so stop acting like they don't care and stop acting like they shouldn't love him because he was cursing out his brother too like i've only seen you twice since i left the hospital and that's fair i guess but his brother's off in college isn't he um the very well acted scene i thought especially coming from jessica like yeah you you can't get to say that right now committing suicide is in fact whether people want to say it or not a selfish thing because it hurts a lot of people and leaves them with a lot of guilt i mean you can create a lot of mess behind it's one thing especially when people know you're grappling with something and they're allowed to try to help it's another thing when they don't reach out to anyone and then they commit suicide i know people are gonna be like well she reached out to, to but n not really like i said the, the 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 boy that cried wolf i'm not saying people couldn't have done better i'm saying there's area for opportunity with with hannah it's really a gray line with her on how much she really was planning on committing suicide or if her suicide legit was an absolute manipulation to create the exact mess that happened in the next episode here and i can't get my mind out of that and that's disturbing in itself because i don't want to feel that way and yet i can't help but think that's exactly what i am witnessing right now with hannah baker and it could also be that she just wasn't mentally you know in the end ready you know that's all she could think about was revenge because and not even revenge just she wanted her story out there she had to know 
making her story go through all these people eventually someone's gonna say something or there was the huge possibility that these tapes would be leaked and i think that's exactly what she wanted was for these tapes to be leaked for her story to be told and that become the truth the narrative she finally gets the attention that she wanted her entire life and i am very convinced of that part despite all of the things that happen in the interim that put her in a mental state that this would be the one thing she would grasp for so tyler calls cyrus who is watching harry potter with his dad and he wants to be all about let's go after zach and revenge but he's like you know i actually have a relationship with my parent and tells him he'd like to actually do that justin overhears the jensen's arguing as she explains that she did not interfere in the case that she would be disbarred but matt's like all indignant like our son needs help we didn't even know he had someone living in his room and i get i feel matt in this moment just where was you all last season (laughs) that's all i'm saying because he's like look you trying to help this other kid but we also have a child that needs some serious help you weren't there in that courtroom there's shit going down that we continue to hear about and we may not even still get the whole ass story clay comes home to justin watching tv with his parents and acts like once again a little spoiled bitch maybe if you came home instead of at dark you would be watching tv with your parents so he's like oh this is great and goes upstairs to whine bryce sexually assaults chloe during a movie because she did not get consent from her she clearly did not want to do it and he said we're going to jess watches matt and justin from her car in the end he's basically the only one that understands in some way the trauma of that night and i think that connects them despite all of the things that should be like no it's wrong clay keeps wanting to focus on hannah and putting her on this pedestal as only his version of the truth and her version of the truth matters despite all the other that's why i was i hated this it was more like the child's not going my way and i want the school to pay but it's not the school's fault (laughs) it's not even hannah only on the end does she go oh mr porter he doesn't say hey i went to some councilman and the school said fuck you girl you waited all the way um i I can go on and on but y'all already know my issue with clay is he's selfish as hell selfish 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 because not only was it selfish to upload these tapes because this helped absolutely nobody because this you're sulking because the love of your life didn't exist you admired and loved a version of her that you saw when she chose to let you see her you didn't know a shit ton about her there wasn't a shit ton she told you and even the stupid version of her that's in his brain is like you should be focused on supporting um justin and he's going to be going to school tomorrow like you need to be a good friend to him and you should also be thinking about jessica you should also be thinking about the people you can help and not a dead ghost that you are still trying to figure out what's motivations you're talking about the mess she left but you're doing everything you can to expose the mess instead of and then he says i'm helping to clean it up you're not cleaning it up not even a little bit you're just trying to make it all come to light so that that your beloved gets some justification but you're but you're not taking into account 
anyone else and when he said those words like i don't give a fuck about the other girl in the polaroids that is twice he said that and it's not a great it's not a great look at all for your protagonist it's really not which is why clay is not my protagonist right now let's get into episode eight the little girl written by felicia mare and directed by michael morris once again i gave this episode a 9.7 out of 10 it definitely went down in this one it went down (laughs) finally though bryce is starting to feel the weight of his actions and i stand that all the way people are starting to get their come-ups although one bitch named marcus could have definitely got some more and i hope a lot more is coming his way it's the parents turn to take the stand as well and i was like i hope they get dragged and they did not get dragged nearly as much as i wanted them to i really needed them to go in and they didn't and i was very sad about that fact but andy goes first and i will say from the moment we see them looking at the baby pictures to the fathering father's opening words everything felt like an emotional manipulation to solidify their bond um olivia considers the tapes as a boon that they've come out but neither the school nor her attorney want to admit them into evidence because it helps absolutely nobody because they know that those tapes basically doesn't (laughs) it tells a whole story about hannah that's not pretty and things that happen outside of the school that's really nothing to do with the case and gives a lot more to i mean it's a complicated situation and it could definitely as andy points out make the jury biased especially towards hannah and the parents clay wakes to a lot of outrage text messages about the unthinkable thing he did and you have justin coming in because he's like this is going to be surreal and crazy because it's like someone coming back from the dead because it's his first day of school he actually looks healthy and clean and needed clay's support and as he goes into school and everyone is staring he actually gonna tell justin it's him alex is like clay what the hell the tapes and then he takes a a call from sky and like the punk ass he is avoids the mess he himself created trying to get vindication for himself and hannah and now i'm wondering if she that's why she included you in the tapes in the first place because she knew there was one person that loved her unconditionally sherry is there for a recently cleaned justin not even thinking this would lead to a relapse which it obviously did she tells him that they have a meeting that they're going to figure this out we see marcus passing out about his harvard courtney's just like i don't see how what you did with her would have would get you not into harvard i'm not understanding but he's becoming an angry black man because he knows there's a lot more that (laughs) could probably get him kicked out of any acceptance at harvard and then courtney says i didn't tell jessica really selfish fucking bitches you gonna let her just walk in the school talk about i didn't know what to say to her the words were the tapes are out that's all you needed to say fucking courtney's still a selfish asshole alex has has to be the one to tell her and everyone stares he says let's skip school maybe ultimately this is exactly what hannah wanted a story that paints her the victim which she was but her but targets the people that she thinks is fair game for not doing what she wanted them to do in real life and 
I just, I don't know. This was not fair because she labeled everyone with the same brush and they really didn't deserve it. I'm glad to see that nobody, other than staring at them, nobody did anything to Zach or to, I mean, people still did things to Tyler. But Tyler, dude, you, you gotta, Tyler, you should be in a different school. Let's just face facts. <laughs> you, you definitely invaded too many people's privacy for you to ever be comfortable at this school and your parents should know better rapist is written on bryce's locker and that was the best thing that came out of the fact that he leaked these tapes because he then hears his own confession as the kids run around and i'm like this is the part where it's not realistic not even a little bit everyone's just running around the school ain't no fucking adults anywhere teachers classrooms would not even be open if there were no adults in it come on y'all y'all really be trying to connive this shit to tell your story and it's asinine there'd be an assembly our school would be canceled if these tapes really came out he did look scared though and i appreciated that as both scotty and monty say well what do you want to do he's like i better call my dad tyler is locked in a room the calculating look back in the courtroom that Olivia gave Andy. Now fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. I really don't know how anyone can defend Olivia <laughs> Baker whatsoever. And I'm sure there are people out there defending her. I'm not. They blame the school for changing her from the hopeful, happy kid that she was always before she went to Liberty High. And I'm just going to say that's probably not true. Chloe hears in the bathroom people talking shit about her boyfriend being a rapist. Maybe she didn't know. And then she goes into the stall and someone seriously wrote Jessica wanted it. And the fact that this is in a women's bathroom, ain't no woman in her right mind gonna write that on the damn stall. Come on, guys. Come on. And don't tell me the men been going in there just to write on the stall Jessica Davis wanted it. <sighs> she comes in having a panic attack and it shows Chloe a different side to her because we think she's using her marker to do something hurtful but she blacks out the hurtful things so that jessica doesn't have to see them mackenzie rescues tyler from being locked in the room and then invites him on a date and i'm like girl you need to i guess she just doesn't believe because she ain't seen that side of him but he's not about the right and i don't think there's anything that like the bullying doesn't help but he's also getting bullied for things that are <laughs> that he himself are are trespassing against people and he did it like i said for a long ass time justin tells bryce he'll pay like i heard your confession tapes but in less than 90 seconds bryce rips him apart pointing out that hey i got a legal team my parents know senators i got money it's your word against mine I'm going to skate free and if we go down, you're going to be the one that goes down because your mom's a junkie and oh, you don't even know who your fucking dad is and nobody cares about you and he leaves and I felt so bad for him because then he sees Jessica and recalls the night he called her afterwards telling her that they slept together. So he then goes to score some heroin because he needs to escape. Andy is called on cheating on olivia on the stand by the defense while hannah was alive and how this may and may not have played on their daughter's mental state he asked if hannah would have known and it turns out that hannah did know and that she bust them 
kissing each other in the street and that he went and told her about it and she told him to end it and then she came out to the mother so basically he did it for hannah not because he cared about olivia he didn't want to disappoint his daughter so he ended his affair because he said (laughs) it's complicated he don't want to be in that marriage which is the reason why he went back with that woman as soon as it was over bryce really wants to tell his side of the story as they go to the baseball game and the parents disagree saying that you will tell your story at trial at the testimony as he is signing little jerseys the argue the parents argue could our son have done this the mom seems to think yeah he could have the dad's like i don't think we raised someone like that considering you ain't raised them at all him at all i don't think you could even say that and she asks if the other girl would be a problem he says chloe no she's pretty much loyal and stupid jessica could she be the problem and the father doesn't say anything about that nancy grace is harassing the parents still trying to blame the school instead of the parents who allow bryce to greet children zach goes to greet his sister because there was an earlier scene where he tossed tyler against a locker saying did you send me these threatening photos of my sister tyler's like it wasn't me it wasn't the rat it must be bryce he threatened me too but zach is not convinced it isn't tyler and tells him he will murder her him if he comes near his sister um so tyler was seeking revenge against zach so i kind of felt this was (laughs) even though he's not the one threatening him he's clearly still trying to seek some type of revenge on him zach's mom is fucking oblivious i hated her in this moment because she's like oh it's a wonderful day what an occasion and actually wanted him to stay and stand by his friend bryce but he takes his sister who looks shamed to be there and leaves like do you know where the news vans are here oh that's just gossip oh my god (laughs) marcus is being blackmailed to out bryce as a rapist you are him at the baseball game speech and that's exactly what he does in front of cameras parents and students alike before running off and while dad's like what is going on with this school mom's like sounds like some crows are coming to roast (laughs) i feel like the mom had this conversation with mr porter and is very much aware of what could be coming out later on down the line bryce admits that it's blackmail to both of them tyler and cyrus shoot guns continually illegally tyler is getting on a power trip saying we run the school we can make people puppets cyrus is like i heard you're gonna date my sister and that's all good as long as you ain't a stalker like they say on them damn tapes and that causes tyler to kind of twitch out of reality very quickly and he kills himself a bird people are just legit staring at alex in class so he calls clay like do you know what you did asshole bryce tells marcus in the school that he made a big mistake and marcus like i asked for your help you didn't want to help me i can't fuck myself over i have a chance you them tapes is out it's a it's a wrap for you 
but he says you're making a big mistake okay i hope he does get revenge on him though y'all both should all go down olivia talks about how it's the school's fault she doesn't know what happens at school (laughs) i'm so done with her dad is trying to get the boys prosecuted oh jessica's dad had a conversation with his wife on the phone like oh the tapes are out let's try to get them admitted in evidence at um the police station i don't give a shit what my daughter thinks and i thought that was absolute bullshit on his end because to me that it's all about you getting vindication like and i get it too as a parent if someone did something to my daughter i would want them to pay but it's them that has to get up on that stand it's them that has to tell the story it's them that has to have people look at them so no I get where you're feeling but you need to respect that this is your child's wishes on whether or not she wants to go forward with this and that it's the father and not even the mother to me that's always about what you could not do you're focusing on your emotions on your feelings and yeah there might be some fault in there like letting your child have fucking parties or leaving out of the town and not having the damn security are you kidding me if i ever went out of town and my daughter was alone in the house you best believe a camera would be on i'm like that but i don't even have to worry because i'm not leaving that the fucking uh state for a day or two and she is not gonna be under parental guidance that i don't give a damn if you're 17 you going to your daddy's you ain't staying here by your lonesome that's not happening not not when i go out of town no absolutely not so uh i didn't appreciate that then it's like miss baker called and i'm really tired of this too i'm so tired like you need to stop harassing this girl because you see them as the same and you think oh if i can push her that helps me and it's just too it's using children's own emotional pain for your own benefit i don't even give a shit if she might actually care at some point she also wants to use her and then the mom lies about hannah knowing about the affair then comes the kicker when she says so you didn't know hannah was distressed but you expected the school to know then says do you have a history of mental issues in your family and she says that she does she mentioned this at the grave as well she says under stressful times she's went to counseling herself but never thought to take hannah and i'm wondering if she did take hannah to counseling and maybe knew something about her daughter's mental state and that's why she just refuses to see anything wrong on her part because she probably missed the biggest red flag of them all clay visits a healthier sky who tells him she is bipolar and that this isn't his fault for not realizing he says that he knows but she tells him i don't think that you do andy finally acknowledges once they're alone in the courtroom that you know what this is our fault we didn't know what happened i thought we had a case I did not want to bring this to trial in the first place but sitting in this courtroom for only fucking three days i realized it's not just the school it's not we all have fought in this and we may have the biggest fault in this because clearly we did not know our daughter or what was going on in the life of our daughter and we even keep kept shit about our daughter from each other and she can't even acknowledge her wrongs and he's like i fully acknowledge my wrongs and he's she says if we lose this case it'll be your fault he says if we win this case it'll be my fault it's gonna be my fault regardless and i have to live with that and he says i can't be here with you anymore i can't do this anymore and leaves 
And I think this is why he never wanted to go to court in the first place. Because he knows deep down, I could have been a better parent. And most of this falls to me. Everything y'all keep coming out with ain't got shit to do with the school. Turns out Sky is moving away because she needs to be healthy. And her mom doesn't want her to go back to the same school. And I totally get it. But is not answering his phone. So Alex goes to his house. And I guess in suburbia, people just leave their damn doors open, don't they? Because that don't make no sense that he could have just walked casually into this, <laughs> into this people's house. He then finds Clay. Or maybe now okay i could play devil's advocate maybe it was justin who left the door open that would actually make a whole lot more sense and finds justin upstairs on clay's bed he's ODing and has to save his life and i know that had to been fucking traumatic for him because alex has been through a lot justin remarking no one will care if he died then he's like oh shit i forgot you were suicidal yourself and tried to kill yourself and he asks him about his scars he's like they're underneath my scalp that's why i had to grow up my hair and he said when alex first showed up at school people were like oh that makes you look like the word i refuse to say because it's a derogatory statement and justin says i told them it was fucking stupid that he liked his hair and (laughs) alex is like well thanks for that but of course they have this rivalry right over jessica and he says well you're still in love with her aren't you and he's like it doesn't matter but he says clearly it does because look at you look at the state of you so it was nice for them to have a conversation for once because there is a lot of hatred (laughs) for justin and one would argue justified clay comes in and is actually mad talking about you were supposed to be clean you were supposed oh you didn't know that when you have an addict living in your house that staying clean is a constant journey motherfucker because you too damn square to understand anything that he actually going through maybe you could have thought about that before you released all them fucking tapes and that's why alex is like back up bro you don't even get to judge nobody right now because you set all this shit in motion you didn't think about anyone else when you released those tapes all you thought about was hannah and fuck everybody else and you need to realize that that was not okay and then he's like well you know i did everything i can and i need you guys' help now you need their help maybe you could have helped them when by supporting them maybe you could have helped them by being their friends and getting them to the place where they needed to be justin was ready to testify he was and then you let out the fucking tapes he was trying to get his life back and then you let out the fucking tapes i mean i can't deal with you i just can't tony whom i've forgotten to care about and apparently no longer has a friendship with clay that is even close to the relationship they had season one meets lucas at the gym and quickly hurries away alex apologizes to his dad after they have a small squirmish over how open that door is supposed to be dad tells him maybe he pushed him too hard but alex thinks it's a good thing since he saved a friend and maybe he wouldn't have had that strength if his dad didn't push him to get better then he says well i remembered something when i was playing that game can you get it for me but the dad is like i don't know about that because whatever he did remember it also made him want to kill himself so i fully understand why the dad is like ah i want to do this thing for you buddy and help you remember but this is also the thing that sent you over the edge so i just I can't say yes to that. Jessica stops by 
to Mrs. Baker and they're drinking and I really need them to stop entertaining underage minors while you're heavily under the influence of alcohol. They start to talk about court and she's still hung up on Andy. Her Nancy Grace character is like, it's all his fault and she defends him. And then she says, you don't get to tell me how to feel about my husband. And then she says, I'm going to go up to bed. What are they sleeping together? Do they have a closer relationship than they should? But it feels weird because she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Grabbing her hands. I don't know. We all know how attention seeking Olivia is. And she talks about how uh, relating to her, how you can love someone even though they really hurt you. She turns this all to, you know, uh, I don't, it's just not appropriate. It's not okay. I get it. You need someone to talk to, but this is just not the person to talk to. And then you also have Olivia in a way thinking, you know, I get my second chance. Uh, you can come talk to me. She cries into her lap. You know, maybe if I had been there for Hannah and talked to her, she could have told me. But you just, uh, I don't feel good about it. Then we get the scene in the kitchen with Clay and his parents. Mrs. Jensen apparently did tip off the defense about Hannah and Zach. And he blames her for ruining his life. And she keeps trying to get Justin to testify. And that's the reason why she's allowed him to stay in the house. And the father's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is about the case, about a win. No one cares about that. And then Clay starts cursing at his mama. And then daddy finally loses his shit and says, go to your room. And he's like, what? He's like, what the fuck did I say? Get your ass up and get to your room. Then he goes up there and slams his door. And that would have been me right at the door. Like, I know you didn't slam that door in my house. Guess what? That door coming off the hinges, motherfucker. See if you still had that door to shut. And give me the keys to that car. Because you ain't, you about to be walking to school. Walking. You better learn to, uh, matter of fact, I'm driving your ass from this point forward. Y'all better take control. And I will say at this moment, he said, like, y'all both sound like fucking kids we're supposed to be the parents and he's the child we need to take control of the situation because he out of control <laughs> he is fully out of control he released those tapes like he was appalled when he, what he was hearing like you went on your mother's computer you'd like have no remorse about this you're out of control then he goes up to his room and has a yelling and one he also said we need to call social services and justin does leave and go home to his mama that's kind of sad because you know that situation's not going to end up well because she ain't strong no she ain't she is very reliant on that man and he definitely wants to hurt that boy they don't hear their child yelling upstairs though because he tells hannah this is your mess what you did was selfish that you hurt so many people and he's trying to clean up her mess and she says well i'm sorry i didn't realize the people i was hurting and he tells her no what you did was evil and they get the fuck out and i'm like yeah but clay you're because <laughs> he kind of has his own like yeah well i released the tapes but you're the one that made them okay but you're the one that still released them <laughs> she didn't tell you to do that but i think she kind of thought you would and that is how we end the episode like i said the drama was thick in this one and i did enjoy it i can't wait for more people though to get their comeuppance and i need a moment for mrs baker to be dragged for filth 
I need it to happen and I thought I was going to get it when she was on the stand and fine we can't tear up the the witness of the mother who whose daughter died okay get it I I get it however (laughs) oh I need to have a moment for someone other than the father to look at her and be like this is on YouTube and I think he was very serious like if you don't accept that part you're never going to accept that and that's that's how you end up like the Nancy Grace chick on the side all alone jumping on everyone else's bandwagon of it's not your fault for what happened so with that let's jump into the feedback If you want to send feedback, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it via audio or you can send it via written format. I cannot wait to hear what Queen Mimi has to say about these two. So let's get into it. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. I am recording for uh, 13 Reasons Why, Season 2, Episode 7 and 8. I'm just going to go through my notes. I watched this yesterday. Um, right before I had to go to work, I watched both episodes. So, um, I wanted to record afterwards because I feel like my emotions were going to be like super high because I got to tell you between Bryce, um, Clay's dumb ass and Hannah's ghost, I, I just, I'm not okay with it. I, I guess it's not a ghost. It's like a figment of Clay's imagination whatever she is I really wish she wasn't here like why can't he have like just flashbacks of her and thinking like him talking to this figment of his imagination is so bothersome and it's so annoying because it's like it's supposed to be her like arguing back and forth with him but it's really just his subconscious and it would be better if (laughs) we saw a figment of his imagination that was like another play like that would be more interesting than what I got I am really sick of looking at her Um, and I'm so tired of Hannah's parents like I'm tired I don't even know how else to explain it I cannot stand either one of them they are both trash and the further along we get the more annoying they make me the both of them the mom so more the mom more than the dad but still they both suck and I hate them and we might as well just go I'm just gonna start by reading my notes and then whatever crap I spew out after that we'll we'll just go with it so the first thing I wrote about was Marcus old raggedy ass because you know I hate him like when he got on that stand and straight up lied because for whatever reason he thinks he's a part of the in crowd he has to know like I'm not even gonna bring up the fact that he is a black child in this white ass school we're not even gonna talk about that but let's just let's just talk about the fact let's pretend like race never existed and race has nothing to do with it what does why does Marcus think that Bryce gives a shit about him why does he think that he doing him a favor meant anything even if Bryce asked you to do it which he did not what makes you think he cares about you enough to care oh yeah that's my homie let me uh let me have his back all the time you could tell by the way he treats just everybody he don't give a crap about anybody but himself the way he treats his girlfriend like she's just literally just a hole 
that's there for him to to stick his thing in whenever he feels like it she ain't got no feelings like that whole scene where he was uh sexing her like she I mean she technically didn't say no but like so he didn't rape her but you can tell he wasn't she wasn't enjoying it at all she looked like she was just there like okay well I guess this is happening and he's my boyfriend and I'm stupid so let me just let him do whatever he wants like I don't even think he would even know how to please a woman if he wanted to because he literally just sticks his junk into things and just starts slamming into them he is disgusting and I cannot stand him oh sorry that that wasn't supposed to be about Bryce but I went on a tangent there but at least I got him out of the way that's how I feel about him him and his raggedy dad I could tell his dad treat his mom just the way Bryce treat every every woman he ever was around like a damn hole you were there for my pleasure and that's it and I guess you can't blame a child for being taught something he needs to be punished and the only way he gonna learn is if someone else punish him because it's clearly not gonna be his parents now back to Marcus old stupid self yes he's being blackmailed but um he should be more worried about about the fact that he straight up got on that stand and lied like that should be more fear than his dad finding out that he got a lap dance by a stripper yes that's raggedy and disgusting and yo preacher daddy gonna be disappointed in you but what do you think's gonna happen when they find out you got up there on that stand and lied hmm the tapes are out everybody knows what hannah happened to hannah and those tapes are predated back so what do you think's gonna happen then sir uh i just for the life of me don't understand what he thought was gonna happen and why he thought anybody cared about him i just i don't get it and then when he at the the episode eight i just was like he is such such trash like even the way he gets up there and like flips the script you can't believe anything that comes out of that man's mouth not not a thing and now when that when everyone starts talking about what he said about Bryce then they're gonna have to recant his statement or someone like if the if Hannah's lawyer is smart they would bring him back because he literally just lied and now it's either you're lying now or you lied then one of those are a lie so why don't you tell us which one sir and when they get up there and drag him his testimony will be null and void because you can't be trusted because you're a liar yeah so I can't wait for that to happen because his raggedy ass deserves it. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, Jeff. I was really happy that we saw him. And then I was sad because I remember he died. He was such a good friend to Clay. He was sweet. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> really fun of him to, I guess fun is the right word. I guess it wasn't the greatest thing to give Clay a little antsy behind some Molly. And I guess you know he I guess that's the real reason he feels like he let Hannah down was because he because she said what she said but in contrast like just trying to understand it from a child's perspective like like a high school kid because I feel like between the two of us Christina I'm more like this group of kids than you are because I, I wasn't so much like usually I wasn't peer pressured in anything it was more like um a person just giving me an okay to do what I already wanted to do whenever I tried anything it's because I wanted to do it in the first place it wasn't like someone was like I was like no I'm not gonna do it I don't want to and I was like 
gun hole no 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 and then they just pressure me into doing it usually whenever I experimented with something I wanted to do that mess anyway and I just needed a, like someone else to co-sign like you know you want to do it girl just do it I'm gonna do I'll do it with you okay let's go like that's that was me so I could see me being like Sherry like oh, okay let me pop this smiley none of my friends would share that mess like you had to buy it wasn't I don't know like because I, I really don't know the, the the lingo and whatnot but I don't think ecstasy is the same as Molly I gotta be honest with you I don't know I don't keep up with these drug terms I probably should considering the field that I'm in but when I was in high school it was ecstasy and they would have gave me some had I like you know or I shouldn't I should like we could have pitched in and got it but wasn't nobody in my school finna give you a whole ass pill of ecstasy and you ain't pay nothing for it nobody was that nice out of my school so I guess you know being in that situation and then you, like they're all there and most of them are inexperienced and then you have Jeff saying this is the part that everybody deals with you have to take the super low with the super high everybody crashes you feel it like on a exponential level when you're high on molly and then apparently you super super low when you crash and that's something everyone experiences so when she was at that table saying that stuff and alice was sitting there co-signing <clears throat> you could see um in clay's face he was concerned but then you have the other people the other person that's more experienced saying that everybody deals with this you just got to push through it so i mean i can't say that i blame clay for not seriously believing that she was suicidal because like literally Alice is right there looking like co-signing everything she's saying but looking like yeah yeah same so I could see them saying well that you know she was just experiencing the low from being from Molly that's normal <sighs> he's not seeing it that way clearly but I can see why he wouldn't think that is that real but my question is who told who got up there and said that mess like that's some take to your grave type stuff somebody up there trifling because jeff ain't even allowed to defend himself and if that was his girlfriend she need her ass whooped um the other thing i want to talk about is that birthday party for alex that was so lame i'm sorry they are in high school my son had a party just like that when he was freaking eight and when he was three okay if my 17 year old son was like let's play some skee-ball no you're not about to go to this place and embarrass me with your raggedy behind i'll give you some money you can go with your friends but i'm not about to put up decorations bring you balloons and get you cut you a cake food we can do that at the house you are too grown for that i am not wasting my money boy get out of my face that's literally what i tell my son if my 17 year old son come up to me talking about some let's have let's let's have a, a skee-ball party boy no and then they showed up like they wasn't lame as hell like I knew that part was gonna be a disaster I could I could just feel it like why Wh whose idea was this <laughs> clearly it was his mom's and she I know she a nurse but what is she a pediatric nurse you don't know how to to celebrate for a 17 year old he is uh almost grown literally in a year he's gonna be able to vote and you having him play ski ball like what I don't care if he has a traumatic brain injury that's embarrassing and I can't believe he wasn't embarrassed because I was speaking of the party I just I couldn't understand why Zach got all rough with Tyler and and he he has the ability to get upset about something and be physical because we saw in the next 
season, uh, episode that he like literally jacked Tyler up and threw him up against the wall with that picture of his sister. So why aren't you putting the same energy into dealing with these raggedy athletes of yours? Like, yes, it's easy to bully Tyler because he's a punk. Granted, he has a gun now. Nobody knows that. But he's like I do I am proud of him though he do be standing up for himself and speaking his mind but seriously Zach you need to get it together Zach was the only person that visited Alex in the hospital and yes he has a warped sense of what's what he should be taking pictures of but Alex seemed to be okay with it like who are you to tell somebody who can be at their birthday party that man invited him and he had the right to be there and you don't have the right to tell him what he can and cannot do with his party and Zach, and, and Zach you ain't even a, a 100% friend you split so you can't even you don't have the right to say that maybe Jessica but definitely not you if Tyler wanted to be at that party he had every right to I, that made me mad I'm clearly I was irritated okay now now i want to i'm i'm like these episodes kind of smeared together so i don't really remember like back and forth but i want to talk about hannah's parents because i did not think that they got dragged the way that they should have yes on the stand they asked some good questions but the sheer audacity that they have they should have been dragged for fifth for at least 20 minutes like that's the way i foresaw it for one when olivia's sitting there trying to she, she irritated me when she was trying to act like Clay could influence Hannah into doing anything. Actually, it was both her parents. Like, oh, Clay got her to do drugs. Re- you really think that Clay got Hannah to do some drugs? Are you serious? Have you met Clay? Have you seen him? Have you had a sentence with him for 10 minutes? You really think he could get Hannah to do anything? You are so stupid. And if you believe that, you don't know your daughter. And this is literally your fault. There is no way. If that was the case, why wasn't Clay able to get Hannah to be his girlfriend? Hmm. If she, if he got that much influence on her, really? Your your child had a whole sex life with a, a a kid you didn't even know, but and you think that Clay could influence her to do drugs? Yeah. And I'm supposed to believe that you were a good parent? Bullshit. And I'm calling bullshit. And granted, um, I can't remember. Oh God. I, I hate these the bakers so much I just re- I don't even care about remembering their name only reason I know Olivia is because you you said that several times in your last podcast Christina but it, the the dad I don't remember his name and to be frank I don't give a shit I don't even care um yes he had an affair Hannah found out first of all the fact that she didn't like go up to him immediately shows some restraint and it seems like it's out of character with who Hannah was so I guess that maybe that was like the point of her turning into this shell of herself I'm not sure but I just find it hard to believe that she would confront him at home but not in the street Uh, you know whatever but he had a he had a an affair he told Olivia about it she was devastated in a store in the store crying like bitch take the day off why are you in the middle of the aisle having a mental breakdown and then you wonder why your daughter, you know, is trying to take care of you. Because you look like a damn mess. Like, I'm not saying that she don't have a right to be sad. But seriously, like, get it together at least in a public setting. You you own the store and it's the middle of the day. If you're that sad, you should have kept the, the store closed. Or may your raggedy ass husband be in there by himself. Like, 
that whole scene was disgusting and I cannot stand Kate Walsh she is so annoying I I really think it's her in her acting chops like she has like two emotions she's either like sucking on a lemon squinting her face or like really squeezing to cry like I guess it worked for Addison Montgomery but it don't work for nobody else it's really annoying um I just just the whole that whole scenario where you know Hannah she wanted to kill herself because her dad was cheating it was six months ago seriously and y'all heard the tapes she didn't even bring that up so either she didn't care about it or she didn't want to she didn't want to drag her parents like she should have and that in itself is annoying because if you had parents to talk to would you have wanted to kill yourself I don't know I hope I never I never have to experience that because I mean I don't think that I'm all up in my son's business but he's only nine but I can promise you when he gets a certain age you don't want to talk to me I'm gonna find my answers one way or another sir so you might as well just tell me I'll be all up in your stuff um I would probably be the way Clay's mama is but I wouldn't I'd probably be a little more intrusive um side note let's let's just talk about hannah's parents because the way hannah's parents i'm sorry clay's parents because the way clay dad said you guys act not like a bunch of children but there's only one child i just slapped the shit out of him like first of all dude if that's how you feel we can have this conversation in private don't be trying to dog me in front of this boy that i'm literally pissed off at because he stole my shit i am the adult here and if i want to act like a child motherfucker i will who are you to tell me what to do you ain't parented one of us gotta do it sir that's exactly what i would have told him and be like clay get out of this room and he was like i said now see i'm sorry at that point both them both them fools would have caught hands i'm just saying like get out of this kitchen right now so i can talk to your dad and and let him say anything after that besides closing his mouth and walking the hell out of there and going into that damn his room i I'm telling you, fight me and him. A mano and mano. Like I would fight him like he's some dude on the street. I, I'm sorry because his tantrum tantrum when <laughs> Justin was watching a movie with his parents. Like you ain't never there. You don't talk to your parents. You don't say nothing to them. You don't do anything for them. All you do is yell at them. And Justin, because his parents don't care about him at all. He actually values nice parents because he doesn't know what it feels like. So now you're mad because someone actually appreciates your parents and they appreciate being appreciated. You little spoiled brat. He need his ass whooped. And you know, I've been a Clay fan since season one, but he acting like a real dick in this damn season. Who do he think he is sending them tapes out? He was saying it's time for the truth to come out. Do you really think that's the best way, sir? Like, I don't. I was so mad at him I don't even know I don't even know what to say like I was livid like how dare you who do you think you are and who gave you that right yes Hannah made the tapes because she's a manipulative little bitch and now you're a manipulative little asshole you're a bitch too Clay and that's exactly what happens you are ruining people's lives throwing people in a fire that they specifically told you not to and 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 now you so caught up in sky and her her new like you know i guess recovery road that you you throw that damn gasoline on a fire and then just walk away and just everybody else is just left to to deal with this 
blazing fire that you started and you out frolicking with Scott. And I'm glad Sky is leaving because she is and you were not good for each other. For you to leave a hundred thousand messages when she in the middle of a, a recovery from almost dying because she cut herself too deep. Seriously, like that your relationship is tragic and toxic and it needs to stop. And I'm glad she's leaving because you need to get your shit together. You're naive, you need to figure yourself out, and you need to you need to do better. I I think I'm done with that. I, I don't even know where that turned because I was starting to talk about Hannah's parents and I ended up on clay so I'm just I'm just gonna stop there the last person I want to talk about is Tony I need to know like I'm I thought he said that his brothers and him fought this guy who raped his sister or assaulted some like some type of assault to his sister so if you guys jump the dude because he did something bad to your sister why are you afraid to confront him you should want to fight him again if you saw him which leads me to believe that maybe he was lying about that and he's on probation for something super super bad so i'm actually interested in that and i just i don't know how many gay dudes you know christina but all the gay dudes i knew that were in high school straight up dated grown-ass men like when i say grown 40s and they were 17 um, and I don't know, I seriously think it's just one of those double standards. It's still not okay if I had a gay son and he told me his boyfriend was 40. No, the fuck you not. That's no. And I will go to that grown man house and be his ass. Like you leave my child alone. But for some reason, gay boys in high school date grown ass men and they be finding them on our grinder. I remember when I was in, uh, I used to work at a restaurant. And, you know, that's a job for young because I was in nursing school and I was one of the older ones. And there was this one little kid. I shouldn't call him a little kid. I loved him. Um, and I, I considered him my friend, even though he was a damn baby. He was really, really, really intelligent. And he was a gay. He came out when he was like 15. And when I, I met him, he was 16. And his senior year, he wasn't he graduated before he turned 18. He used to like meet guys on Grinder, and I was like, you know, you can't do that. That's dangerous. And he would drive to Chicago just to have hookups. I'm like, boy, you are scaring me. Please don't, don't do that. Like, if they can't come to your house and meet your parents, it's probably for a reason. And I remember giving him that mama lecture because it used to scare the crap out of me. But I mean, like the dudes weren't hiding. Like he told them he was 17. He told them he was 16, and they didn't care. They were 47, 50, like. You're not going to tell me that they ain't had no, no wives and children. Like, they were grown-ass men. Grown-ass men. Uh, meeting him in luxurious hotels and stuff. Buying him dinner. That's, I mean, that's a thing. And I, I don't know if that's something they're trying to explore in this. But him with that black guy, at least he looked like he's in his 20s. Uh, it could have been worse, is all I'm saying. Um, I'm going to end it here because I've been up for 24, literally 24 hours um, when I got home and for some reason I couldn't sleep. So I got like three hours of sleep. So I'm going to try and get a couple more hours of sleep before I got to go to work again. So um, can't wait to hear your thoughts for this, uh, these last two episodes. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Had me cracking up per usual seems we have some of the very same thoughts about these particular episodes clay in particular 
So I did write some notes on a few things you stated. Let's talk about Mr. Baker or Mr. Jensen first. Matt, I think is his first name. Now I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. This is my argument to have. He did something against me. And yeah, I have the every right to curse him out. I have every right also to do what I did about helping the prosecution's case because why not? <laughs> it is supposed to be my case and I had to recuse because of the bullshit that my son was doing. Never mind that he's caught up in this whole entire case. And I actually might want to try to protect his ass because he's looking just as suspicious as fucking hannah is in all of this so i get that part however sis was sitting there drinking a whole ass glass of wine that is not the time that you be cursing out your son and you don't drag like i get what he was saying in that moment of you don't get down there and be a child with him like if you're going to curse him out for what he did he don't get to talk back like you going back and forth with him like he is justified or he should be saying anything at right this point and i think that was his thing of let me let us reconvene because we need to handle this shit together but at the same time yeah i get what you're saying like don't embarrass me in front of my child like we need to have these conversations where you're gonna tell me i'm acting like a child we need to have that off on the sidebar so i get i get what you're saying i get what you're saying but i also felt he was right in that moment (laughs) now i'm not calling him out on all of the times last season when he wasn't doing shit that's my thing is a little too little uh too little too late right you was the one that was oh it's not so big a deal when you when she was trying to force things your ass was like oh well you know it's just high school stuff so no his 180 doesn't sit well but i thought in that moment yeah y'all two are arguing he needs to shut the fuck up and if you are going to talk to him you're going to tell him to shut the fuck up and listen and that was the thing if i did out your uh records in school then that's on me like why did she even feel the need to lie about it i would have said yeah i did it like she lied to him too because he asked her straight up did you release that information she said no i did not so i guess in that moment i was feeling him because not only did you lie to me in my face you um are doing it with some petty game you got going on with our son and clearly she might know more than the husband does is it out of left field for his part but i guess hey everybody's got to make a change just like the other alex's dad like i was being a hard ass and then my son almost killed himself maybe i fucked up in my parenting now i need to try to do the right thing y'all still gave him a fucking car two episodes ago and that's not the right thing either (laughs) then let's go to um the bakers yes i agree they were not even dragged half as much as they should have been dragged in that courtroom um and then the fact like not only was she having a whole ass relationship with zach she was fucking in their house you was in the house you didn't walk in her room and smell the bunk because let me tell you we all know sex smells it's not like it is not an undetectable smell and like you said um mimi if there's a point in which my child is not talking to me i'm gonna find out i don't care if i got to go up to the school and start interviewing the fucking teachers have you noticed this have you noticed if i have to ask his friends do you, hey i'm worried about him is everything cool you don't have to give me everything but should is there something i should be worried about i'm gonna find out 
Like, there's that whole thing of, I ain't going to my son. I'm going to be all up in your giddles and bits, and I ain't going to tell you. I mean, right to this day right now, my phone is paired with my daughter's phone. She don't get on shit without me knowing. <laughs> and she be trying it sometimes. She be like, oh, I committed. I, I turned in that assignment. Then I get that notification from the teacher. I'm like, girl, I always, like, I let her know I'm always going to find out. So she already know to just tell me because I'm going to find out. But yeah, I, I just, I'm not with the bakers whatsoever and their own, you know, ideology that, oh, I didn't know. This ain't my fault. Hannah's attention seeking and she learned that shit from her mama. That is nothing but the truth. And like you said, I don't think Clay blaming himself is ridiculous. Not only were they on drugs and an experienced person is saying this is an up, this is a low. But this is not the first time Hannah Baker that they even know in the courtroom has said, I want to kill myself. She said it over the course of two whole damn years. And then the next minute, you know, she was having a boyfriend or she was going hanging out with people. She was hot and cold. It was impossible to tell what was valid and what was not valid with this girl. And clearly the parents couldn't even talk to each other about their own daughter. Because I'm telling y'all right now, the mama hiding something. And I think it's going to come back out in the rest of court. Then we have the fact, like you pointed out, Clay getting mad at the parents because, you know, (laughs) Justin likes hanging out with their parents because he's not around people who care. God. Now about the whole older men thing you know what i did forget my cousin was gay and he always dated older men but i wasn't paying attention to that in high school so i will say i i probably when he was older though 18 he always came home with a grandpa i know because one time i caught him in my damn kitchen when i let him mistakenly move into my house (laughs) and then he quickly got kicked out of said apartment because no i came home from lunch early and I did not expect to see a dick in my freaking kitchen, a naked ass person in a dick in his naked ass. That was not, nope, mm-mm, he had to go after that. I was like, I told you the first thing, don't bring dudes over. Because like you said, I don't know these people. I don't want them to know where I live. This is not the place where you need to bring them. You can go hang at their house. Because I knew at that point he was meeting them off of every chat room and the thing. And I don't think he asked too many questions. I actually think he was doing it for money. But that's a whole other situation. And that's unfortunate. Um, I guess I get I know what you're saying. Like people do it. But I don't, it, it, you know, sexual assault is sexual assault. Rather not the younger guys are like, this is just how it goes. Because I think in Euphoria, um... Our girl was like that, right? She always was seeking these older, older men, but it's because they got a certain issue that they're trying to work out. It ain't normal. I don't, I don't think there should be a double standard to that. If you are underage, then it is um, statutory rape. I don't care if that's just the way it is. It's still statutory rape, <laughs> and um, I'm concerned. But I don't feel like. Uh, like tony's parents be out there in the world like hey i need to know what my son is doing because we don't get much on his parents side whatsoever now on to um what he may have done so i think this has either to do with his first strike or something that he's hiding with hannah 
because he mentioned that he's on his second strike and he can't afford a third one so the second one could have really been him beating up that guy because they molested his sister because i remember that too but what did he do the first time i think maybe and i think that's why he's going to anger management because this is the second strike or maybe just maybe he had a first strike we saw the second strike and then maybe he attacked this guy and the guy never turned him in because he never said he went to the police or whatever they maybe never found the guy that did it to him i don't know but it's clear that tony has serious anger management issues and although we heard about one instance we don't know what happened in number one and there's also missing pages from hannah's diary so clearly hannah probably knows something now that i think about it why tony it didn't seem like they was ever ever close in school like there's never any flashbacks where hannah is hanging out with tony so how did tony be the one that does all the tapes i'm thinking she blackmailed him maybe he did attack this lucas person and she either witnessed it or saw it and then said well i will keep quiet as long as you do this thing for me and that's maybe what those pages are in her diary i feel like that is it because that makes absolute and utter sense so yeah um what else good point about zach uh at the party i was kind of like defending him kicking him out but maybe i was more on hannah's or not hannah jessica's side like yeah you stalked my friend hannah uh but i can't allow for zach to say that because he's hanging out with the rapists of both hannah and and um jessica which is weird that jessica's not holding that against him more i'm really not understanding why they're not having a come to jesus moment with him and i'm also not sure why like he left the thing with bryce and he looks like he doesn't want to be there with him but he keeps being there with him and i'm starting to think and i said this did i say this last episode it's gotta either be that one boy that was shaking his head at alex that gave the polaroids but no i'm not thinking i think it's zach it has to be zach because the third polaroid was put on clay's car and guess who was there zach guess who would be around the clubhouse in this part of the team zach guess who would have taken hannah to the clubhouse zach i think that he is around bryce so that no one and that's why maybe he was threatened twice because everyone else was threatened once even though there is a thing that came out that hannah lied to clay but clay's like i don't care <laughs> but i'm thinking that zach is trying to get close so that he can have access to the place and try to i don't know he just feels like he's playing double agent and his sincere side is when he's with alex and his unsincere side is when he's hanging out with bryce but maybe it's just a sign of i can't break ranks because if the coach is involved in it some way and then you got his fucking mama who clearly is not living on this planet i can see him being less and he says he's not a person good with confrontation and we see he's got a lot of pent-up anger this could be his way of trying to make things right he just can't explain it to them at this moment so i think we need to watch for zach but i also totally hear what you're saying very good point he alex invited him there you didn't have the right to tell him to go jessica yes because i feel like he violated her and her friend so yeah uh and a lot of other women at the school so yes his, and then even afterwards like when they when she was at cheer practice and he was still over there taking fucking photos and they were doing no fucking tyler has a problem <laughs> and even if 
uh, Alex was able to say, well, let me befriend you for no other reason that maybe you need a friend. I think that there is a lot of argument for he just ain't right. He just ain't right. And kind of needs to be ostracized or I mean, I'm not saying ostracized. It's a reason why people wouldn't be friends with him. So that's all I have to say until next time. Like I said, the shit getting good. <laughs> it's getting gravy. I like that part. Even if people are pissing me off, at least I got a lot to say. So if you want to join the conversation, once again, that's blackoutcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.